scripture reading for our reflection on joy tonight is going to come from the second reading that we heard uh, today for the fourth Sunday of Advent. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. From Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which God promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, the gospel concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through Christ we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for the sake of his name, including yourselves who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all God's beloved in Rome, who are called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The um, reading at the very end to all God's beloved Rome who are called to be saints. This reading reminds us of this call of discipleship that all of us have, uh, that all of us are called to, all of us are empowered to uh, fulfill, uh, and the gift of the resurrection, which Paul references, reminds us that as we gather together during this Advent journey and prepare for Christmas, it's in the context of the full understanding of Christ's mission to enter into the world to transform our lives, to set us on the pathway to the kingdom of heaven, to free us from sin and death, a hope that is fulfilled, a joy that cannot be taken away. Of course, we have to see Christmas in light of Easter and the resurrection, the fullness, I think, of the gift of the Messiah and coming to the completion, to an understanding that we're called to live out. And I think we can't talk about joy um, in this last opportunity uh, on this fourth Sunday of Advent without recognizing and acknowledging that joy is fully celebrated, fully revealed uh, at, until the resurrection. And we in this post-resurrection world as uh, bearers of light, bearers of eternal life, have that joy that, again, cannot be taken away. And so that is why it kind of flipped love and joy, and it's a good way to end as we enter into the Christmas season that we can celebrate, that we can rejoice, uh, and that we can share and live that joy. But this season, you know, as we enter into Christmas, is not always that joyful. You know? Some people, of course, as I said, are are maybe the first Christmas without their loved one. Maybe coming together as family and friends is challenging, and you are thankful when it's over. And there are people who feel alone. When everyone else is gathering, they're alone, they're isolated, they're on the fringes, and they long for the chance for Christmas to be over. 
It's up to us as those who try to embrace that gospel joy, that love of Christ each day, to bring joy in those circumstances. And then there's all the other distractions uh, as we enter into this sacred but challenging season. It's all the food, right? The pressure of cooking, right? Inviting a whole ton of people to your house, the anxiety, and then then all the snacks as, again, everyone's invited into the parish hall afterwards for cookies, juice, and stuff like that, coffee. You know, there is this overwhelmingness of all the different festivities. You're going to go to one side of the family. You're going to go to the other side of the family. You're going to have meals and different things. And doesn't it wear you out at all? Do you feel overwhelmed already about all the food? And then all the presents, you know? And, and I'm sure there are people like my oldest brother who very famously would go on Christmas Eve in the afternoon to the mall and begin his Christmas shopping. Who does this? Right? But then, of course, you know, sometimes there's disappointments in what we get as presents or the pressure of making sure you have everyone covered and that they, they like what they've what you've purchased for them you know this season as beautiful as it is from our spiritual element a lot of times in the practical realities it's fearful right and then i know this next picture you're going to enjoy is the snow on the highway it's traveling and we've gotten a little bit of snow probably some more on the way it's gotten colder of course but the, the traveling, which is great to connect with family and friends, but, go, you know, let alone if you're going to the airport flying somewhere. You know, I think uh, Pearson Airport has been named the most stressful airport in the world. But the anxiety and the pressure of traveling, especially in inclement weather, you kind of end up feeling like this at the end. Worn out. Tired exhausted you know, even from a church perspective christmas uh, is a very busy time lots of masses lots of celebrations but in some parishes staffs are waiting for it to end and be over not our staff we're very joyful and we're looking forward to it some would describe it as sometimes like controlled chaos but that's not really a good way to approach with joy, this most sacred season, this time in where we experience and look for the word made flesh, that we don't look to, you know, thank God it's over, because of course by Boxing Day we're all worn out, it's over. Sometimes you see Christmas trees out on, on you know, to be picked up when it's just the beginning of the season, or kind of when the joy comes after the storm of the busyness. And I think we miss out on this sense of what we're called to in experiencing this gift of Advent, this joy that is fulfilled at Christmas. And kind of it involves, for me in, in terms of this presentation, but I think for even in my prayer approaching Christmas and all the celebrations of Masses and all the people that we're going to encounter, and many who we don't see very often at church. I was just reading a little bit of a stat this afternoon 
that, of course, at Christmas time, and of course, I think at Easter, but especially at Christmas time, um, we, we, in our churches, whether it's Catholic or not, in our places of worship that come from Christmas, there is a large group of people that we only see certain times in the year. And that it is an opportunity for us as church to rejoice and to celebrate with them. And along with that stat, they said that people who invite others to church at Christmas, people will respond, not non-churchgoers, non-practicing people of faith, that if you as a, a, you know, a devout follower and a, a regular church attender were to invite family or friends or others to come to Mass, that statistically at Christmas time, they will respond more positively for them to come to church than any other time of the year. Because there is this sense of joy. But the other stat is this, only 2% of Christians invite others to come to worship at Christmas. Because, you know, we, won't, we can do a straw poll here. How many of you invite someone who doesn't come to church, who doesn't practice their faith, outside of family members to come to Mass at Christmas? One. Okay, one at the back. Right? Sometimes we don't think of that, but this, the, the joy of this season is the fact that kind of in, in, in the Christian influence on society, especially at Christmas, is still there. There is still an influence. There is a, a joy and a generosity that is around during this time of year that really isn't any other time. And of course, it's linked to Christmas. But do we take advantage of that called to be saints, to be apostles, to bring people to the love of Christ? And so in a brief reflection tonight, I look at surprises that God offers to us at Christmas, a life that is given. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph as these icons for Christmas as we enter in these icons of joy for us, and how do we obtain and find that light? And it's all going to be rooted in just one um, reflection that Pope Francis gave at a general, a general audience on, on December 19th in 2018 when he talks about this gift of joy. And he focuses, he says this in, in his reflection, well, Christmas brings unexpected changes to life. And if we want to experience Christmas, we must open our hearts and be ready for surprises. That is, for an unexpected change in life. Surprises will bring us joy. And if we look at the Christmas story, there's lots of surprises. You know, the angel appears to Mary and says, will you be the mother of the Son of God. Joseph finds out Mary's pregnant and they're not married yet. The shepherds out in the middle of the fields and these angels appear and say, your Savior is born in Bethlehem. Go and see. And Mary and Joseph and of course baby Jesus in, uh, in a manger in Bethlehem and three wise men from the east come and pay homage Lots of surprises. And so what are the surprises that the Lord wants to give to us this Christmas? 
know, what, in what ways are we going to have to open our hearts? Because these surprises are not like winning a million dollars. These surprises very much were challenging. And these caused unexpected changes in life for Mary, for Joseph, for the shepherds who were filled with joy, for the three wise men who went a different way home. When Christ, when we encounter Christ and he surprises us with his love, with his life, with his strength, with his grace, we are called to grow. We are called to be transformed and be open to those unexpected changes in our lives. Holy Father goes on to say, to celebrate Christmas then is to receive on earth the surprises of heaven. So what's the source of God's surprises? It's heaven. We cannot simply live an earthly existence when heaven has been brought, has brought its news to the world. So we cannot forget the source of these unexpected changes in our lives, these surprises. And, and Mary and Joseph in particular certainly knew the source of these surprises. Of course, you know, Mary, you know, faithful angel appears and her response is, let it be done unto me according to thy word. I'm your servant, I'm the, I'm the handmaid. Whatever needs to happen, she was going to change her life to follow the will of God. Joseph, in that dream, has the angel appear, knowing that this is God calling him to live his life differently for the sake of the world. Well, we too, when we know the source of that um, surprise, that gift and that calling, we approach that differently when we know where it's coming from than other surprises in our lives. You know, friends pop into your house as you're cooking and baking for Christmas and they're going to hang out all day. That's a surprise. The source, eh, you know, it's not from God necessarily. But when we know, when the Lord challenges us to live our lives differently, it's a bigger, significant call for us and a call to trust. Holy Father continues in his reflection uh, from that general audience. Christmas inaugurates a new epoch where life is not planned, but is given. Those of you who like to plan your lives, those surprises really make changes. Again, Mary and Joseph, they're ready to get married. They probably have these plans for their lives, and yet this surprise happens to them. And a life is given to them. You know, a life not for themselves, but for God. Pope goes on to say, where uh, one no longer lives for oneself on the basis of one's own taste, but rather for God and with God, because from Christmas onward, God is the God with us. As we approach Christmas this year, we need to look at and, and our challenge to think about in what ways are we living our lives, for ourselves or for him? Do we recognize that when we live our lives for God, that he is a God that walks with us? And are we willing to allow him to walk with us so that, as we heard in the reading, 
to all God's beloved in Rome who are called to be saints. That is what we're called to be. That is what we're called uh, to become. That is what we're called to live out each day. Holy Father says, to celebrate Christmas is to do as Jesus did. This is where we kind of look at these icons of joy. Who came for us needy ones to bend down to those who need us. So when we encounter the Lord, these surprises, we, our trajectory of our lives changes, our plans change, we can throw the plans out the window and embrace God's gift of life and how we're called to serve. And how do we do this? Well, the Pope talks to us about first about Christ, who came for us needy ones and to bend down to those who need us. We're called as saints, we're called as disciples, to reach out to those who are in need, to the poor and to the homeless. And we, we hear this constant message for us in the gospel to help those on the fringes. And it, it's not complicated. It's not a matter of theology. It's a matter of action that is directly linked to Christ who did not come to save and heal the healthy, but those who are sick, those who are suffering, those who are in need, sinners. Well, we too need to embrace this somehow more and more this Christmas in the surprises of God's joy. And of course, that joy that is sustained when we follow God's call and live our lives for others, not for ourselves. You know, as Jesus, the word became flesh, came down to us, he came to lift us up. Well, we too need to do that for those who are around us. And we need to continue to do more of that because there are many, many people who are in need, many, many people who are suffering and there are not enough people helping. It becomes so much easier just to ignore those who are in need, those who are right by our doors. And yet we know that that's the call of the saints and the call of disciples is to embrace those surprises, those opportunities of encountering Jesus first and foremost amongst the poor, but to serve as Christ serves. Then Pope Francis talks about Mary. It is to do as Mary did, to trust God with docility, even without understanding what he will do. Docility is this just clear obedience. When, uh, you know, coaching basketball, you tell your players to run a drill or to run a play, you don't have to sit there and give them a 10-minute explanation of why you're doing it. This is what needs to be done, and they do it. This docility, Mary didn't know everything of what was going to unfold. She didn't know that this surprise was going to cost her entire life. You know, the surprises of then having to escape to Egypt to ultimately be at the foot of the cross to see Jesus die. 
She trusted God because she had a strong relationship with him, and she was docile. She did what was asked of her, and she did it out of great love that she didn't need the explanation. She was docile. She was obedient. She was embracing the life that God was giving to her. And we, too, are called to be docile, meaning, you know, open, flexible, embracing of where God is calling us and trusting that we end up being where we're supposed to be. And then Pope Francis in this reflection talks about St. Joseph. It is to do as Joseph did, to arise in order to do what God wants, even if it is not according to our plans. He was also obedient and docile to this surprise and change in his life. He could have complained. He could have said no. But he knew the source of that surprise and that call. And in saying yes, like Mary did, there were also challenges, struggles, even doubts, and a great responsibility placed on their shoulders. Joseph, the protector of the Holy Family, his plans changed. But we have to say this, though, I think that Mary and Joseph lived in great joy because their lives were centered around Christ. Raising him, teaching him how to pray, teaching him how to get close to his Father in heaven, teaching him how to be compassionate, kind, and merciful, and ultimately be able to, in the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus prayed, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to do this. But if it's your will, I will do it. He echoed what Mary and Joseph did in obedience to the surprises of living the gospel each day. Pope Francis kind of concludes his reflections with this. It will be Christmas if, like Joseph, we make room for silence. And I think that's important for us to contemplate, to relax. You know, if you got the Christmas tree up, I have a Christmas tree in the living room in my rectory, and I leave just the, it, it on every, all the lights off, and you can, there's just this sense of peace. There's this sense of silence and opportunities of prayer. We need to find those silent times so that we can hear God calling us, sharing his plans for us, and understanding where he is calling us to be saints in our world today. Pope Francis goes on to say, if like Mary, we say, here I am to God. This open eagerness to embrace God's plans. Here I am. I'm here to serve. I'm here to love. I'm here to follow. If like Jesus, we are close to those who are alone. You know, Jesus reached out to the poor, to the suffering, to the sick, offering them healing, grace, and new life. We too need to do that constantly and regularly 
to become those saints that God has empowered us to be. He goes on and expands the Christmas story. If like the shepherds, we leave our enclosure to be with Jesus. And the shepherds, angels appear and said, you know, go to Bethlehem. They go. Openly, lovingly, not knowing what they were going to encounter, but something special was going on. And they went beyond themselves to encounter Christ. It will be Christmas if we find the light in the poor grotto in Bethlehem. Begs us the question of where do we search for Christmas? Where are we going to find it? Where's that Christmas joy for us this Christmas that will transform our lives? I think it's in the surprises, the unexpected, the unknown, to see those and embrace those opportunities of encounter with Jesus in family and friends in plans that don't go the way we expect them to go. And to find out where the Lord is surprising us in this life that he gives to us, it's our choice to embrace that or not. We look to, I think, hopefully at Christmas when you come to church for the nativity scenes or you have your nativity scene at home, when you take time to pray to look at Jesus, Mary, and Joseph and look at how they teach us to live this gospel joy. This grace that is given to us at Christmas fulfilled in the resurrection of Easter. And then where are we going to find the light? And again, this, none of this has to be complicated. This afternoon, uh, some of the uh, staff uh, went to visit the Ursuline sisters. And of course, I go and celebrate Mass there every Thursday usually and um, have connected with them. And, and uh, they've been here at St. Ursula's a few times on the Solemnity of the Assumption and on the Feast of St. Ursula to celebrate with us here. But this afternoon, as a way of sharing Christmas joy uh, and in a ways of surprise, we were able to spend time with them and bring them ice cream. Isn't that nice? We had ice cream cones. We had ice cream sandwiches that had peppermint flavor. We had ice cream drumsticks, which the sisters actually really, really enjoyed. And so it was this little afternoon of ice cream and joy. And they, you know, we walked into the dining hall. They were all giving a round of applause because they love ice cream, but I think also they love the visit. And we just sat and talked and toured around and uh, were together. It was a, a grace and an opportunity with the sisters uh, that I know we cherished and that relationship that we have with them, these wise, wise women, very faithful uh, uh, women who are good, great models of faith for us. And this joy that they have was a great blessing to be with them and to have some ice cream too, because who doesn't like ice cream, right? It's Christmas. As we continue in our prayer and we kind of conclude um, this series of the gifts of Advent, reflect on those gifts of hope fulfilled, of peace and reconciliation and healing that Christ can only offer, of love, the love Jesus has for us, who, you know, he came down from heaven and died on the cross so that we may have life. 
but that life, despite the challenges, despite the losses, if we embrace God's life that he gives to us in our vocation, in our calling, in our lives, and we look at Mary, Jesus, and Joseph, we will embrace that life of service, the life of the saints with great joy. A joy that can never be diminished by the darkness, can never be stolen away, can never fade. Even in the midst of our greatest sufferings, Christ's joy sustains us. May we embrace that joy this Christmas and each day of our lives.